Hello, coffee lovers. Jose with Third Day Coffee Seguin. It's 1900. It's Friday, and that means it's time for God Country Coffee. Uh, we have an amazing guest tonight. Uh, I'm actually a little, uh, I was telling his, uh, the, the lady who reached out, Julie, that I'm a little bit uh, starstruck by all the accomplishments that, that he has done, all the things that he's doing for veterans um, with the organization he belongs to. Um, and so before we get started with that, I do want to hit a couple of things. Uh, we are going to launch, be looking for this coming week, we're going to launch our Christmas baskets for the year. We're only going to do 30 baskets. So, uh, and then I believe that uh, Marty the Moak is going to do, um, I believe he's going to do 20 baskets. Uh, and, and so we haven't worked all those uh, logistical details out yet, but we'll have it for you this week. Um, and so, uh, as always, uh, Frank or whoever's listening or whoever's watching, one of my usuals, will you please put the usual code in the comments, Delta-1, D-1. And that's the code for 10% off anything on the store. Uh, and it also is good for 20% on a monthly subscription. So that being said, let's see who's... Um, thank you, brother. I appreciate you putting that on there already. And uh, so uh, our guest tonight is Tom Kilgannon, and he... Uh, is the president of uh, Freedom Alliance. And I'm not going to say much else because uh, I've been doing so much reading since last night, since I got all the social media uh, links from Julie. And I've been, uh, I'm just going to let him because I don't want to, you know, confuse anything at all. But uh, without any further ado, uh, here's our guest tonight, Tom Kilgannon. Hang on. How you doing, sir? Hey, Jose, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I am better than I deserve. That is absolutely <laughs> certain. And, uh, well, I want to, I want to tell you, thank you so much for having me on. I love coffee. I love our country and I love our Lord. So, uh, I couldn't be happier to be with you. This is, uh, this is a great opportunity. You've got a wonderful audience and, uh, the service you've given to our country and, and the, the, service you're providing through this podcast, putting veterans in touch with one another, putting great Americans in touch with one another so that entrepreneurs can help each other out and, and uh, provide mentorship. That's what it's all about, brother. Thank you for doing it. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, I'll just start out, if it's all right, by saying a little bit about me and, and the organization. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Yankee. I grew up in New Jersey, so don't hold that against me, okay? Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I, I moved to Virginia. I met a beautiful Southern lady and uh, I called my mom, told her I wasn't coming home. And you know the rest of that story. Uh, <laughs> so we are, um, I, I've been with Freedom Alliance now for uh, going on 24 years. Uh, I love it. It's an organization that is a military support organization. So we are out there uh, helping veterans, helping military families and helping the children of fallen and wounded heroes as best we can. Uh, I'm coming to you tonight from Tampa, Florida, where we were just at Veterans Memorial Park in Tampa, uh, helping two amputees, honored veterans of the uh, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, giving them customized all-terrain wheelchairs. So um, it's just a, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you. Uh, I love working with veterans uh, because they are, there are people from whom you can learn so much and uh, have such a great spirit and a great energy. They love our country. They've served it. They've seen so much of the world, so much of what life has to offer. 
They've gone overseas and represented us as well as any ambassador that we have. Uh, you all have put your lives on the line and uh, confronted evil and come come back to talk about it. So uh, what could be better than spending your days with soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines? Uh, you all have great stories. You know the best cursed words, and uh, and I'm, I'm happy to be uh, among you. So thanks for having me on. Uh, man, that's uh, it's hard to follow that. I don't know how I'm going to get through this interview with such a great guest. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for that. It's an honor. Uh, uh, I don't know who put that on there. Somebody just put uh, er Eric Kristen Cover said, I'm going to put his so we can all see his comment here. Uh, <laughs> go Army, go Coffee, and go Jersey. All right, well, <laughs> go Navy, because I was Navy. So go Navy, beat Army. But, you know, y'all have beat the pants off us the last couple of years. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's been tough for the Navy the last few years. It, in fact, as I was uh, – because what I usually do with my guests, I will – uh, Facebook stalk you a little bit to see if I can find any really unique pictures. And I came across one where you're standing between two midshipmen and two army at one of the games. And That's so right. What was that all about? Yeah. So Freedom Alliance, you know, one of the events that we do each year and it's coming up and it's, it's just a fantastic event. Uh, we, we do a weekend around the army Navy game. And so we, we bring our supporters uh, into town and uh, we, we have dinner, we have some seminars, uh, we let them meet our, our scholarship students and some of the veterans that we help out. And we conclude the, the weekend by going to the Army-Navy game. Uh, usually it's held in Philadelphia this year in uh, commemoration of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. It's being held at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. So um, coming up in a few weeks, uh, myself and Colonel North and and uh, some of our supporters will be up there. Some rooting for Army, some rooting for Navy. Uh, I'm a civilian, so I just want a good game. And uh, I, I try and keep the warring factions uh, in their respective corners. You know, it's funny that you say that because I, I was just on a uh, I was just on a podcast the other day with uh, with two former Army Rangers uh, called Lounge with Legends. And uh, and we were talking about that. And I said, you know, regardless of whether you're Navy like me or Army or if you're a civilian, one thing that you have to absolutely respect is the fact that at the end of the game, the losing team goes up and sings their song with the winning team behind them. That's and right. then when they're done, they go over to the other side and the losing team stands behind the winning team. And I said, you know, what great respect they show each other, you know, because regardless of what win, who wins or what branch of service, everybody on that field knows that when they graduate, you know, they're basically signing a blank check over to the country that, could up to and include their life and so it's well, pretty amazing I, yeah jose i'll tell you uh i have had the great honor of being at now uh probably 2022 20, army navy games and uh it is it is something i look forward to each year it is a tremendous experience and if there's anybody in your audience who has not been to an army navy football game you should really put it on your bucket list. Make sure you do it at least once because it's it's more than a football game, as you said. 
And at the start of the game, you know, you have all these pregame activities that are just uh, incredible. You've got the the Golden Knights and the Navy SEALs, if the weather's right, jumping out of airplanes, parachuting into the stadium. You've got flyovers of Blackhawks and, and fighter jets. you got the commander-in-chief at the game, you know, doing the coin flip. Um, you've, you've got uh, March on uh, of the cadets and the midshipmen. It is just, it's it's a pageant. It's a tremendous experience. It is a it is a patriotic uh, experience that everybody should uh, be able to see at least once in their lives. And then, as you mentioned, and I, I got a little bit of a preview of this, uh, being a, a Notre Dame fan when uh, Notre Dame and Navy played uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, like you said, at the end of the game, uh, the uh, the teams go over to their to their bands and their uh, student bodies and and sing their uh, alma maters, and it is. It is a tremendous display of sportsmanship. And if we had more of that in college athletics and professional athletics, respect for the flag, respect for your opponent, uh, we'd all be a lot better off. Yeah, I we are so uh, aligned on those concepts. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I, I it's hard, I guess, as a veteran, it's hard to understand sometimes. And I know you understand, even though you're not a veteran, you're definitely doing all kinds of amazing things for veterans and their family, but you're also doing stuff for Americans to understand. Uh, and I, and we'll, I'm going to let, you know, let us get into that in a little bit, but you know, you're right. We could all learn so much from, from seeing this kind of respect and, and the way they carry themselves. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just hard sometimes to understand why the rest of the you know country doesn't follow suit, but uh, you know, all we can do is control our actions. And if we lead by example, then people will follow us. And so Amen. hopefully that, that, that works out that way. Um, and so uh, I've got everything. So I was just trying to get it over to the other thing, but I've got people that are commenting now. So if you're listening and you have a question uh, and you have something that you would like to ask Tom directly, please uh, put it in the comments and we'll pick it up. And uh, and we'll ask those questions as we're as we're going. Uh, I want to back up a little bit, though, because I, I want to talk about uh, Freedom Alliance. And so uh, and here, here's a little bit that I know. Oliver North started this and I think you said 1990, uh, Colonel North. And uh, I watched the video on your website where he talks about it and how he really wanted to help these uh, service members returning from combat. Uh, those that were wounded and, and then the, and also the families of our fallen. And so uh, there's a lot of organizations out there that only do stuff for gold star families. God bless them. There's a lot of organizations out there that only do stuff for wounded veterans, uh, physically wounded, right? There's groups, there's all kinds of groups for all the different things that we have uh, for our military service members coming back. But, but you guys are kind of like, all inclusive. And so uh, I, before we get into the, the meat of, of Freedom Alliance, I want to talk about, because I think the, I think your appointment in 27 really has a lot, lot to do with what you're doing now. But uh, in 2017, you were appointed by uh, Speaker Paul Ryan to the Commission, National Commission of Military, National and Public Service. Can, can we uh, talk about that? Sure, happy to. Um, the The commission was uh, it was it was a creation of Congress. It was 
uh, established through the National Defense Authorization Act of 2017. And so congressional leaders, as well as the president of the United States, uh, each were able to appoint somebody to this uh, commission. And the, the, the main charge of it was to study the selective service system, uh, the draft, and whether, and this question of whether or not females should be included uh, in the in the selective service process and be eligible uh, to be drafted uh, should a draft uh, be be instated. So uh, Speaker Ryan uh, appointed me to uh, this commission. I was honored to be a part of it. I was one of 11 uh, appointed commissioners and we took three years. We studied that, that issue, but many others. We studied uh, uh, civics and patriotism and the idea of uh, how do we get young people more involved in serving our country, whether that be through the military or through uh, federal agencies or community agencies? Um, how can we uh, get more people uh, working together and, uh, and, and rolling up their sleeves and being a part of solutions at either the community, state, or federal level through the idea of service and the concept of service? And uh, service comes in different forms. You know, it's... Um, You've got uh, uh, federal service, national service, uh, where the, you've got these programs for young people um, to, to go out and do something uh, in which they're giving back to their communities. And, uh, and then you've got public service, which is, of course, federal employment. And, uh, and a lot of that, it, you know, people look at it as bureaucracy, and it is some of it, but there are also some very important jobs. When you look at U.S. Marshals and FBI and uh, intelligence agencies, the NSA, the CIA, uh, the State Department, and um, we need to have talented people in those agencies. We need to have more conservatives uh, serving at the federal level. And so we looked at uh, and, and made over 150 recommendations to the Congress and the president of how we can attract more talent into the federal government and keep it. Uh, and if uh, Jose, if you look now at what's going on, it is really, um, it's really a shame because one of the uh, phrases that came up again and again when it came to military service was recruitment and retention. And what's going on now in the military is uh demoralizing and uh, and getting them out. And so uh, it is, we need to have the best and the brightest serving our country. And that's what, uh, that's what this commission was all about. That, you know, that, that's amazing. I, I know we, we kind of touched on this just briefly before the show, but I was talking about how Benjamin Rush, you know, he was one of the framers and he talked about, the three pillars that he believed our, our, our school system was supposed to be for our children. And it was to teach people uh, to love and serve God, to love and serve their country and to love and serve their family. And, and, uh, and he's got the reasons why he, he put it in that order. And it's just, I, you know, it's it just, you know, it's, it's actually really reassuring that the commission you were on is along those lines. You know, we still need people to serve their country and we need people to serve their community. And, um, and, you know, that's just, you know, it's amazing that here, you know, I'm glad that that's what that commission was set up for. And you're, and you're only going to serve if, if you love what it is you're serving. 
if you love your country, if you love your community, if you feel tied to it, if you feel a, a sense of ownership uh, and a sense of community and, and responsibility to one another. And, and I think, sadly, we're losing that. And, uh, and we see that as it plays out in, in our day-to-day -day events uh, across the country. But we've got, really got to get back to a point where um, we, we all respect uh, the flag and what it stands for. We're, we, we respect uh, our national anthem. We're, we respect our institutions, whether those be the courts uh, or uh, the Oval Office, the person who uh, uh, is presiding there, um, the institutions of government, federal, state, and local, um, because we have to have trust, our elections, we have to have trust in the outcome of this, and we have to all be working uh, in, a, in, a, in a common direction uh, toward what it is that we want. And, uh, and so, if we can get back to that, uh, we're going to put the country on the right track. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, I don't know how we've gotten so far away from loving our flag and loving our country, but, but we have, and, and it's going to be left to people like yourself and us and those of us who are in, you know, in our veteran community, uh, like Eric, uh, let me see if I can find his thing. I want to put it up here. Uh, he, he says it perfectly. And I think if we get back to this, this is where, where we need to be. One team, one fight, uh, because we all are on the same team. And, and you know, it doesn't matter what political party you side with or, or what, but we are all one. We're all Americans and we should be proud of our flag. And, you know, I, I hope that we that we swing back that way, because, you know, I think we're suffering as a country uh, because of lack of patriotism, lack of service. Well, I, I tell you, Jose, I think the uh, where we can turn to find the lesson in how that is done is is our military and is our veteran community, uh, because uh, you know you all, you all have a lot of uh, a lot of different sayings, but I think you know one is uh, uh, we all we all bleed green, or you know we um, <clears throat> and. And there is a there's a tremendous amount of unity. And even though there are different services and there are rivalries and there are, uh, you know, spirited debate, uh, everybody, as you said, does understand that they're they're fighting for the same flag, the same cause. And um, and that's why I enjoy working with veterans so much is because uh, there is that ability to see past. Uh, certain things that can be petty uh, toward the bigger, the larger issues, the more important things. And when you've seen the kinds of things our veterans have, when you've made the kinds of sacrifices that you and your fellow veterans have, Jose, um, you can't help but be inspired. And, uh, and they know how to come together as one and, and treat each other uh, with a common respect. And so that's, that's what we do at Freedom Alliance is, is help them out. And we do that in a variety of ways. And if it's all right, I'm going to talk about one of them, and that's our scholarship program. Uh, and our scholarship program provides tuition uh, for the sons and daughters of military heroes. These are kids who've had a parent that was killed or permanently disabled in military service. And since 9-11, the attacks of September 11, 2001, 20 years ago, Freedom Alliance has now awarded more than $20 million in college scholarships. 
So we've helped out uh, more than 2,000 individual students. Those 2,000 students have each received multiple scholarships and, uh, and we've given out over $20 million. But I'll tell you, we're just getting started because as you know, if, if you've deployed, uh, generally speaking, you are a, a young person. You are uh, 18 to 22, 23 years old, uh, the people who are doing the, the fighting. And if you're, if you're married and you have kids, those kids are very young. So those heroes who gave their lives back in 2002, 2003, 4, 5, uh, their kids were only two, three, four years old at the time. But now in 2021, those kids are becoming college age. And, uh, and, and we're here to help them and continue to help uh, many more as, as the years go by. Yeah, you know, this, this person here says it perfectly. Uh, uh, Eric Kober, thank you, Freedom Alliance. That's amazing. And I, I mean, we're obviously going to go get neck deep into Freedom Alliance now because um, I, I did some research, you know, and and I I went through the site. Like I said, I've seen. I just kept reading it. I was just I couldn't stop. I was so engrossed with all the information. And and again, like I said earlier, it's you know, there's a whole bunch of organizations out there that are doing amazing work. But but you guys aren't just doing one thing. You're doing like all these things. And so uh, l- let's talk about Freedom Alliance from a standpoint of how it got started. And and then let's talk start talking about all the different things that you guys do besides scholarship. Sure. Well, Freedom Alliance was founded in 1990 and uh, it was founded by a gentleman you mentioned earlier. Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, a United States Marine, served for 22 years in the Marines, a Vietnam veteran. Um, and so a lot of the work that we do now is is really inspired by that uh, Vietnam generation and, and more specifically what happened to that Vietnam generation. And, and just as a, a quick aside, uh, we, we all know uh, how poorly they were treated. Uh, Lieutenant, uh, um, Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas uh, recently just introduced in, in the Congress a resolution uh, to encourage the President of the United States to apologize to Vietnam veterans for how they were treated, apologize on behalf of the country. So the work that we do at Freedom Alliance really has in mind how Vietnam veterans were treated. And we know they weren't treated well, and we don't want that to ever happen again. So that's why we uh, we do the work that we do, helping families, helping combat veterans, helping active duty, and, and doing it across a, a variety of platforms. Um, because we want our our veterans to be held in high esteem. We want them to uh, get the care that they need, and and we want them to be able to come back and and integrate and get jobs and and rehabilitate uh, to the best that uh, they're able to do. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, my uncle was a Vietnam veteran, and he told me stories about how they told him to not wear their uniform. Uh, but it's, you know, everybody who's ever served knows that uniform or not, you can tell the GIs, you know, the haircut, the, you know, the blue jeans and tennis shoes uh, during my era. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's obvious they couldn't hide it. And he remembers being spit on and things like that. And and I know among the veteran community, there is a you know, we always when we meet Vietnam veterans, it's always Hey, thank you for your service. Welcome home. 
you know, uh, something that they didn't get, you know, uh, when they were active. And so uh, one thing I didn't know that I've learned about this uh, just in the preparation for for the, this podcast tonight with you as our guest was I didn't I didn't realize Oliver North had been in Vietnam and then, you know, served, continue to serve uh, and, and to this day continues to serve. Uh, community and and our members but that was pretty amazing i didn't realize that his service went that far back yeah he was um he, he was in vietnam um uh, silver star uh two purple hearts um he is uh, he's an american hero and to me he's a friend he's a mentor uh he's somebody who is uh very important in my life i've i've worked with him now for uh, over 20 years and uh I think it's fair to say we've we've done some pretty good things together. So it's it's an honor to have him in my life. Um, but he started Freedom Alliance, and one of the one of the programs that was important to him and, and remains very important to him was our scholarship program, which I just mentioned. And uh, that was that was founded. Um, the organization was founded at the time of the first Gulf War, and uh, you know that that war thankfully was short lived. Um, so it wasn't in the front page of the newspapers uh, for, you know, only maybe a few months. And, um, and then the country moved on. And, uh, and so the organization, uh, you know, we, having just gotten started, uh, we, we went through a few years of just trying to find our, uh, you know, our right place. And then uh, some years later, I got involved. And a few years after I got involved came September 11th, 2001. And, uh, and we just, we just kind of went from there. So in addition to the scholarship program, uh, we decided that we wanted to help out uh, veterans. And we put together a few programs and just kept uh, adapting and, and uh, changing up what we were doing to fit the needs, the current needs of uh, the deployed troops and the veterans. And, uh, and and that's what we've been doing. So at different points, you know, early on we were collecting phone cards and sending them overseas. But then when communications, uh, you know, adapted and improved, that was no longer necessary. Uh, we've always been sending care packages to troops wherever they are in the world. Uh, at at a lot of points, we held uh, what we called appreciation dinners. Uh, for both troops who were deploying and troops who were returning from deployment, took them out to the best steakhouses uh, in their community and, and just told them how grateful we were. And then, um, you know, as, as wounded troops uh, kept coming back in, in big numbers, we started putting together programs uh, to help them through their rehabilitation. And where we are now in that, Jose, is um, many many combat veterans are at a point in their rehabilitation where they're really struggling with what I call uh, emotional or moral injuries, spiritual injuries. And these are uh, what I describe as an affliction of the heart. It might even be an affliction of the soul. And it, it results because uh, as veterans, you're in combat and you see things or experience things that are contrary to God's law what you learned in Sunday school. And uh, it can bring on, you, you, you confront the worst of the worst. And this particular enemy, Al-Qaeda and ISIS and others, uh, have used women and children as terrorists, as suicide bombers. Uh, they've been tortured, beheadings, 
burning people alive. And so when, when our troops see those kinds of things, they can't help but be impacted in their heart because that's not the way things are supposed to be. Nobody should have to see those things. But those kinds of injuries are suppressed for many years because the physical injuries uh, take primacy and they have to spend years in rehabilitation and surgeries and everything else. So we're at a point now where having gone through the, the physical rehabilitation, many of these emotional injuries or spiritual injuries are starting to surface. And if, if we don't address them, they can result in feelings of guilt, remorse, sin, uh, feeling like they're not having a purpose in life. And the, these are the kinds of uh, issues that Freedom Alliance is working with our combat veterans on most. The way we do that is to bring veterans together, get them out on hunting and fishing trips, and then create an environment where counseling can be had, conversation can be had, um, mentorship and accountability to one another. And it is, um, it is really a heartwarming thing to be able to see veterans identify what is impeding their rehabilitation in, in this way and overcoming it and getting to a point where they, uh, where they uh, get themselves right with God, where they feel good about that and uh, improve those relationships within their family. So um, I've gone on for a long time, but there's, uh, it's because I'm passionate about it and, uh, and, and I feel strongly about it. And, I'll stop there. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I, this is what people need to hear really. Cause um, I, you know, I really, since I started researching this really so strong and, and I hope that, you know, I look forward to, I told Julie, I said, I really look forward to some collaboration in the future. Cause this is something that I really is really passionate uh, to me. I'm a non-combat veteran. So I don't understand all those things that our guys came back with. You know, I know my friends, I have friends that, and I mean, I'm not naive. I understand the concept of what they went through. I understand what my dad and my uncle went through for sure. Firsthand, uh, undiagnosed PTSD for both of them, I'm sure. Um, and so, uh, and then some of my friends now, you know, that it, even some of them who have even, you know, attempted suicide and, it's hard to uh, to understand that that there's there's actually people that want to address these issues, you know, because uh, one of my friends he's on right now, Brian Gibson, he's you know, he, he's one of these guys who has put a gun in his mouth and and uh, again, God, you know, rescued him from that from that grip. And I think as long as we can continue to focus on the fact that there is an alternative, you know, maybe we make an impact on that, on that number. And honestly, I think the number 22 is probably very conservative. I think that number is probably uh, larger than we think it is. Um, well, yeah, I'll I tell you, Jose, um, you know, the, uh, the Pentagon just released their annual report on um, suicides and they, they increased dramatically. And one of the, uh, events that has caused a lot of anxiety and and these issues to uh, surface or resurface in veterans uh, was the 
the event at the end of the summer where we left Afghanistan and did so in a way that many veterans, uh, if not most, felt like uh, it was not an honorable way to leave. It was not the way they intended uh, for our country to leave. And it was something that left them uh, feeling down, depressed, uh, angry. And uh, and we saw that in the, in the number of calls that went out to the Veterans Crisis Hotline. Uh, the number of calls that came into Freedom Alliance and so many other veterans organizations uh, that deal with these kinds of issues, they, they spiked. And veterans are still feeling that way months later. And we have to address that. The, the issue uh, is at that time that the president said, this war is over. And in some respects, that's true. But to a large degree, no, it is not. Mr. President, you are wrong. The war is not over especially for those who fought it, who sacrificed in it, who came home with injuries, who are still feeling the physical pain, the emotional guilt. And, uh, and until those veterans are rehabilitated or feeling better and able to put these issues behind them, the war will continue. And this is, and I say that because we as a country have got to come to understand a more holistic um, time frame or uh, framework of what war is. It's not just the the troops getting on the plane at the front end and, and deploying and going overseas. Before they ever get on that plane, they have to they have to enlist. They have to train in in basic training. They have to go through. Uh, AIT or, or the specific training for whatever their MOS is going to be. Then when they get a specific mission, they have to have uh, additional training for that. So all of that time is time away from their families, time uh, where they're doing uh, training that is very difficult and dangerous. You have death, you have injury in training. And then you get over and you do the deployments and you go into combat, which we all have kind of an understanding of even uh, if we're just seeing it through TV, but then they get home and a lot of people say, okay, well, now that they're home, it's over, it's done. No, it's not. It continues because uh, where they had to fight the Taliban and ISIS and everything else, they get home, they got to fight the VA and they got to fight the bureaucracy. And when they separate from military service, getting their paycheck to transfer from the military to the veterans, is a struggle all in itself. And some of these things, you know, people just don't think about. And then you got to worry about surgeries and rehab and, uh, and, and, and all the rest of, and all the pain that goes with it. And so uh, that has to be a part of our national conversation when it comes to national defense and what it takes for a country to defend itself and care for those who put themselves in that position to defend our, our nation. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, that you, you hit all the, all the, uh, strings, uh, that, that, that make my heart, you know, sing. I mean, we, we this, you know, and I, I don't want to, this, you're right. The president needs to take ownership of the fact that, that just because he says it's over, doesn't mean it's over. And, and, and I know for a fact, uh, that there's a lot of people, you know, guys that I know personally, uh, that were so distraught over the way we left, uh, and guys that had, had, had gotten past the atrocities of war, uh, 
They had resettled in society. They were doing good. And, and this was just like opening, opening an old wound, you know, wide open. And so, um, it's just amazing what you guys are doing because it's exactly what our guys need. And, uh, you know, our guys and gals, I mean, it's not just, just not, not, not just men, but you well, know, that's true enough. You know, we just had a, uh, we just had a huge uh, fishing uh, tournament out in Southern California with our partners uh, at War Heroes on Water. And, uh, and we had uh, several female teams out there and, and, and they're going through the same kinds of issues. Because uh, when you when you think about it, um, you know we've we've worked with a number of females now who have been on the female engagement teams, the FETs, and these are uh, these are females who are part of a combat unit or attached to a combat unit who did the very uh, specific tasks of uh, providing security or interrogations or pat um, downs, checkpoints for females in Afghanistan and Iraq too, but I think it was more in Afghanistan, uh, working with the children. And, um, and that was very, that was dangerous. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of emotional injury that comes out of that because, uh, you know, in some cases when you interrogate these females and then they are punished by the Taliban afterwards for perhaps inadvertently giving up information or, or, explicitly giving up information and and these females have a i guess feel a sense of um responsibility for that and whether that's true or not that's what they feel and it is very difficult for them to get over that to see the kinds of things and i talked about the atrocities and that's even worse in the case of females and the children and it was it was our female soldiers that saw that uh, more than more than anybody else. So they're dealing with the same kind of moral injury that the guys are, and uh, and and so we're you know we're working with them as well. But um, you know we it was it was even true in the summer of 2020 when we saw the the demonstrations in the streets and the marches and buildings being uh, burned and, and things like that. Those kinds of images on America's television sets uh, made our veterans feel like they were in a war zone again. Not all of them, but many of them. And we heard those kinds of stories. So we have to be mindful of what's going on in our country that is, uh, that's taking its toll on, uh, on the emotions of those who have fought to defend this nation. Yeah. I, I, you know, you guys are just amazing. I, I'm not going to stop saying that. Uh, and, and I definitely, you know, if you're watching, if you're just tuning in, uh, you can see the uh, information uh, of Tom's organization, uh, Freedom Alliance. Uh, he's the president and you'll see all of the social media. Uh, I encourage you to reach out to those, to the website, go to their social media uh, see what their mission's about. You know, we have a great resource today uh, in the president of that of that resource. Uh, and we're going to continue to talk about a few more things about that resource because uh, I know there's there's other things, too. But one of the questions I that I wanted to ask you, I know we've talked about our veterans, but what are some of the things that you guys are doing for the families of our service members who don't come home? 
Yeah. So for the uh, for the fallen and uh, and our work there primarily is through our scholarship program. So we're taking care of the kids uh, whose parents were killed in military service. And um, you know what's interesting about our scholarship is if you're a, you're a student and your father was was killed in military service, you're going to qualify for our scholarship. But if you've got a younger brother or sister or two or three each of them will qualify for our scholarship as well if they choose to go to college. So a family, you know, a service member who had three or four kids, uh, we're going to be able to, to do a, a fair amount for that family over the years because each kid um, could qualify for, you know, four scholarships uh, on a, in a traditional four-year school program. And each of those uh each of those siblings could do as well. But, um, but Jose, it, it's, it's more than that scholarship. I mean, that's the financial aspect of it, uh, is helping take care of that very high cost of a college education and pursue those dreams. But the other thing that we try to do is, is get as many of these kids on scholarship as possible so that we can get to know them and that we can help them out and we can bring them into our events. So that the, you know, the events that I talked about where our combat veterans are getting out and being with one another, we've begun incorporating our scholarship students into those events so that, you know, you've got, you've got these grizzly veterans and these, these young college students whose parents have sacrificed so much, and you get them working with one another and talking to one another, and it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Um, we have retreats for our scholarship students to get them to visit the um, the final resting place of, of their parent and bring them together. It's the same dynamic uh, with our students as it is with our veterans. They don't necessarily know each other um, because it's such a unique experience. But when you bring these students together and they have this common bond, they, they form friendships uh, instantaneously and they last uh, for as long as we've been doing it now. So they become very good friends. Uh, they help each other out. They call each other on the days when, they're, when their dad lost their lives. They call them on birthdays and holidays. And they become a support system in and amongst themselves. So, uh, so that's very important. We get these kids out uh, whenever we can, talking to civic organizations so that they can talk about the hero that their father was and remains. As long as we can keep that parent's memory alive, uh, you know, that's that's what it's all about. So the these students who make up our scholarship fund, they are a living memorial, if you will, to these heroes that fought and sacrificed for us. And so those are some of the things that uh, that we do for the for the families of the fallen. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, I know you covered it uh, at the beginning of the of the session here, but you're in Tampa giving away uh, these all terrain wheelchairs. Yeah. Um, what else does Freedom Alliance do? Because you guys do everything. Well, we um, we we do a I, I think a pretty good amount, but we we try to do it. Um, we try not to take on more than we can handle. And, uh, you know, the Lord's going to give us uh, only only what we can handle. So we, we try and do it as well as we can. But, yeah, today I was at uh, Veterans Memorial Park in Tampa. It's a beautiful place. It's got 
a, a memorial for Iraqi freedom, for enduring freedom. Uh, it's got a Purple Heart Memorial, a Medal of Honor Memorial, and so many others. It's a beautiful place uh, that is a, a wonderful tribute to those who have served our country. And there we had two honored veterans, both of uh, Iraqi freedom. James Donaldson, who was originally from Utah, moved to Florida, uh, a double amputee. Um, he was in he was in Iraq, fought in the Sunni Triangle, and um, and found himself in a vehicle that was hit by an IED. Uh, had his hand blown up and lost both of his legs. So we gave him a, a, an all-terrain wheelchair so that he can get out on Florida's beautiful beaches and uh, and and be with his kids and and get them around and and be mobile and be more independent. And the other service member was uh, Johnny Flores, and, and similar story. He grew up in New York, but moved down to Florida. And uh, he was here in Florida when 9-11 uh, hit, but having grown up in New York, he had been to the World Trade Center. He had uh, you know, walked around lower Manhattan. And so it really impacted him. He, uh, he joined the army, uh, he deployed to Iraq, and he lost his leg. Uh, he was in an explosion and he was actually able to, um, uh, to uh, medically retire uh, and and he retained both of his legs, but one just went through you know surgery after surgery after surgery, and it was 12 years later, 12 years later that he had to make the decision to have it uh, have that leg removed. So he also got one of these wheelchairs. So that's one of the programs that we have to uh, improve the mobility of amputees and uh, guys with spinal injuries and things like that so that they can engage in the daily activities. We're also giving away some vehicles and uh, we've done some mortgage-free homes uh, with our, our partners. And, um, and, and we like, uh, Jose, we like to work with families on a, on a continuing basis. So we want to get to know them and help them out and, and have them be part of our organization in a special way. So that we have had cases where we might send a care package to somebody who's deployed and then when they, if they come home and they're in the hospital, uh, they might get a grant or a, a visit from us in the hospital. And then as their rehabilitation continues, we get them out to one of these dinners or they get a chair. Uh, their kids might qualify for a scholarship. If we can help them over a period of time and be a part of their lives, uh, that is something that is uh, very meaningful to us. We've got an extraordinary team, a very dedicated team, most of whom have military service, who understand that kind of sacrifice. Their families, uh, they are Gold Star families, some of them. So um, that's the way we like to work. And uh, and that's why we have a variety of programs, so that we can, um, so that we can work with families over a course of years, as opposed to uh, once and it and it be over. That's uh, that's absolutely amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another comment up here from uh, from Eric Christian uh, Kober, and uh, and I agree with him. Uh, I know that my friend Brian, he's also has an organization called um, uh, Project Die Hard, and and uh, and they're doing work in the same space. Um, how can we? How can anybody listening to this? How can any of my listeners? This goes out to Apple Podcast, and it'll get out to all the main podcast uh, as audio only. So, uh, 
as well as video on YouTube. It'll be there forever. But how can we, how can people listening or they go, they see the podcast or they hear it and they see your website and they go to your website and they're not sure how they can, you know, what is the best way that people listening can support Freedom Alliance? Sure. I think, uh, you know, one of the best ways to find us is uh, on the web. Our, our, um, uh, our web page is freedomalliance.org. Uh, and through there, they can uh, make a donation. We, we love to have the support of the American public. And that's how uh, we're able to provide uh, this support. So freedomalliance.org is the best way. And in addition, through that website, there is an application on there. It's a universal application so that a veteran who needs help can fill it out and tell us the, the different kinds of things that we offer that might apply to them. So whether it's a donation or a veteran uh, or multifamily seeking help, um, both of those avenues are available on the website. Folks can find us on Facebook. Uh, if you're looking for, uh, for me, I've got accounts on Twitter, Tom Kilgannon3 on Twitter and on LinkedIn. Um, and I'd love to engage with people uh, either on Twitter or LinkedIn or, or through the organization's uh, social media. So, um, you know, I'm new to that. I've just got on. But the Freedom Alliance has been on uh, Facebook and we've got Instagram and Twitter and, and we're, we're across several platforms. But it's a wonderful way to engage uh, because, you know, then they get to see great podcasts like this, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you a little bit of. Uh, of the uh, of my uh, uh, ad admiration for for Colonel North, Lieutenant Colonel North, uh, back in the day, way back when he was, you know, going through the the hearings and all that stuff. That was, and I don't remember where I got them from. I have no clue to this day, but I have one that remains. I had two posters of Oliver North, and one of them said, "By golly, I'm for Ollie," and the other one said, "Oliver North for president." And uh, I still have the one that says Oliver North for president. And, and so to, to think that this started way back then, you know, with a vision that he had and a vision that you are just taking into the next, you know, generation of people literally uh, is, is nothing but admirable. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to be a veteran to serve your country. And, and you are absolutely 100 uh, percent living proof of that, you know, um, the things that well, you're doing. Yeah. I mean, Jose, isn't it amazing how the Lord puts uh, wonderful people in our paths? And I, you know, I've had the great blessing in my career to work with just amazing people. Uh, I worked for a great member of Congress. I worked for uh, Pat Buchanan in his first uh, run for the presidency. And I've worked with Ali for uh, well over 20 years. And, you know, as I said at the outset, uh, Ali and I, uh, he, he's such an important part of my life and, and somebody I care about very much and somebody I've learned a great deal from. And uh, just the admiration and respect, uh, we don't have enough time in the program to be able to, to say it all, but um, he's a great American. And uh, what he's done here at, at Freedom Alliance uh, in, in founding the organization and uh, Allowing, you know, a dopey civilian like me to to take the take the lead on a day to day basis and and uh, and run with it is is tremendous. And and he really wants 
this organization to live on for many, many years and to continue to do this kind of work uh, for a long time to come. And if we can get the support of, of your listeners and your viewers, and, and uh, I think we'll be able to do that because the, this country's finest days are ahead of us. They're not behind us. Um, I feel strongly about that. Uh, things, are, things are getting better. Um, we, we've got our challenges. There's no question about it. We've got a lot of hard work to do, and we need to get uh, good people, uh, not just in government, but uh, starting businesses and, and back in the church pews. And, and when we do that, uh, this country is going to turn around. And so uh, we want Freedom Alliance to be uh, at or near the front of that process and, uh, and, and make it all happen and be a catalyst for good in this country and to remember, to recognize, and to serve those who have served. You, uh, I'll tell you this, that um, Lieutenant Colonel's North Integrity, uh, you know, was unscathed with whatever he had to go through in his day. And with the work that you're doing, Tom, as president of Freedom Alliance, you are ensuring that he doesn't just have an organization that he started. It's a legacy. It is something that will live way past me, you, and everyone else uh, that's alive right now because uh, what you're doing is absolutely incredible. And it goes to the foundation of how we should be treating our veterans, the, the very men and women who go out and serve our country and risk their life, some of them giving uh, their life for the freedoms and the things that we get to enjoy uh, sitting here you know, behind a computer uh, and, and not worried about getting shot when we walk out of the room because of something we said. And so uh, I, I, I applaud you. Uh, you know, the work you're doing is amazing. And, uh, and you, uh, you have a supporter uh, in Third Day Coffee Seguin, uh, a permanent supporter for sure. And I know that many others that are, that are, that are watching the show, are, uh, I've had a lot of great comments uh, that are scrolling through as, as we're going here. Um, and I just showcased a few of them, but, but I, I just want to take a, a second and just thank you from the bottom of my heart, not just for the work you're doing, but for taking time out of your schedule to talk to us. You know, uh, I'm a little fish uh, in a in a huge pond, uh, but it, it's very clear that we are very like minded, and I look forward to supporting you guys any way I can. Well, I appreciate that very much, and uh, let me let me just say again, it's it's been an honor to be on and uh, and a pleasure. I enjoyed this conversation. I could go on all night, but um, I'd, I'd like to say uh, a word to those listening, because I know many of them are veterans, if I may, and, and to all of those who have served our country, uh, and especially those who have served in the last 20 years in Afghanistan or Iraq, uh, I want you to know that what I th feel is, uh, and what I'm about to say is backed up by so many by all of the supporters at Freedom Alliance, and that is you have served your country honorably. You are among our finest diplomats. You went overseas, you confronted evil, you uh, faced down the enemy, you put your life on the line, you, you volunteered to serve, and you should be proud of that. You accomplished your mission. If you went over in the very early years, your job was to get rid of Al-Qaeda, and you did that. If you went uh, a little bit later on, it was 
to do away with the Taliban, and you were successful there. If it was later, it was to train the, the Afghani army, and you did that. It was the politicians in Washington who failed you and who have failed us. Every veteran needs to be proud of their service, know that you served with honor, know that you have support back here at home, and we're gonna do whatever we can to help you out. Our job is to make sure that your service is never forgotten by a grateful nation. So God bless you, we love you, and I hope I get to meet as many of you as possible. And uh, Jose, I wanna um, have a cup of coffee with you in the morning one of these days uh, and, and taste the great coffee that you put together because uh, you've, you've got a great product and a great company that's gonna be doing a whole lot more in the years to come. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, uh, I definitely look forward to that. You mentioned earlier that you're going to be in San Antonio. That is in my backyard. And uh, I will definitely coordinate uh, so that we can be there and, and have a cup of coffee because I, I I need to shake your hand. You, the work you're doing is just, uh, you know, it, it, it just it's exactly what needs to be happening right now for our community uh, in the times that we're in right now. And so I, I absolutely applaud you for that. And and uh, you're you're creating a legacy, and, and I'm just so honored to be have a little tiny slither. Uh, you know, years later, I'll look back at this and say, I remember when I get when I had to interview <laughs> Tom, and look at what Freedom Alliance has done, and look for how many brothers and sisters that they've taken care of, and uh, and that's going to be a you know that's just going to be one of those sit on the back porch with a good cup of coffee and just grin and just know that that there are great people in this world that are, that are really trying to help people other than themselves. Well, amen. And uh, so reach out to us through freedomalliance.org. Find me on uh, Twitter or LinkedIn. And uh, I would just, you know, finish up by saying to all our Marines, a happy belated birthday and a happy Thanksgiving to everybody uh, listening and watching. And God bless you all. This is a great country. Let's keep fighting for it. Amen. Tom, I'm going to put you in the green room from just a second. Don't go away. Uh, I'm going to close the show, and I'll be right back to you. Sounds good. All right, stand by. All right, folks, what an incredible guest. Uh, <laughs> a little choked up. I mean, it's exactly the things that that we want to do with our mission. It's exactly the kinds of things that people uh, that we associate our, our business with uh, want to do to serve, you know, and we've gotten so far away from that in our country. And I encourage you to reach out to Freedom Alliance. Please go look at their mission. Uh, you know, they have the resources uh, and they need the financial backing from people like us uh, and our listeners and people that are in our circles to continue to do the great work they're doing. So, Hit up our website. We have lots of stuff going on. Stay tuned this coming week. We're going to have a lot of lives with uh, with our Christmas basket and whatnot. But, you know, I'm going to leave you with this. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. Until we see you next week, God bless.